Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first official event series of season two. <laughs> I guess I should say it that way. Of season two. Of season two of we the gave up on IFNZ two. podcast. This is this is brand new. Nobody has to listen to anything else. This is the second event series. This is episode ever. one of our new show. No, this is the second <laughs> event series, episode one. Is that how we do it? I was going with this is our new show. Oh, this is our new show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to our new show. This is called That Was a Hoot. If you like us, though, you can totally listen to our other stuff. Yeah. We had another event series. It lasted like <laughs> oh 12 gosh. episodes. It was pretty great. <laughs> Some would even say that was our first one. This is our second one, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Episode one. That was a hoot. If you, it, have you guys ever heard of Rock, Rocco's Minor Life? Have you heard of it? I, ho- I hope so. You, ho- you hope you heard of it? <laughs> I hope I've heard of it. Okay. I grew up on it. You did? I mean, I think we all did. And by all, I mean both of us. The two of us. Uh, yeah. uh, so if you're not a fan of Rockers Modern Life or haven't heard of it, we're going to give you kind of a little bit of a brief synopsis. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you kind of what uh, what the show is about, what the embodiment is of it, like kind of the guts of everything. Yeah. Uh, some of the voice some actors background. that you'll hear yeah. from, just a little bit of background and stuff. And Be prepped um, and ready. Yes, because this is a watch along series event that we're kind of mm-hmm. doing as a new a new show. Um, so what what you can expect from this is basically uh, you can subscribe to Paramount Plus. That is our our watch along. Uh, That's our guide. Our, our watch along guide. It's giving yeah. us uh, the season breakdown of the show. Seems itself. like it's though it's not the the most correct in release date order. Right. It is the most uh, universal. Right. way that we can all talk about the same thing in the same order together. So $5 subscription for a base service is that what it on is? there. Yeah. And then you can pay an additional premium to get one without ads if you, cho- if you so, so choose. Um, but yeah, just a $5 commitment per month. I think they've got a killer like annual, like maybe like 30 bucks annual sometimes. If yeah. You pay attention if you're to able that. to snag into that, you could get it to where you can just have the whole year Something for like it that. and whatnot. Yeah. But we're planning on going through the entire series of Rocco's Modern Life. Mm-hmm. Um, also included with this is us kind of doing a read along as well with the comic book series yeah, in between seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, each of those series that what was the first one was just Rocco's Modern Life and then Rocco's Modern Afterlife. There's two Rocco. There's Marvels. Marvels. Marvel. Uh, Marvel created Marvel's Modern Life that was out in '94. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a seven issue series. Uh, and then you've got the Boom Studios Rocco's Modern Life in 2017, which was a eight issue series. And then Rocco's Modern Afterlife, Afterlife. Uh, was yep. in 2019. That was four issues. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of all cusp it like at the end of everything with Static Cling. Yep. Uh, so we're having it, a great time. Maybe we'll do a watch along of a playthrough of the super nintendo game yeah which could i guess if it was i don't know if there's a plot real really much to the super nintendo game but i'm not sure i I, i've got a bunch of roms and stuff saved on my pc anyways and it's like it's it's, i mean it's the library of all snes games so it's like all 730 something titles okay so i'm assuming that's in there somewhere so i mean it's completely feasible for us to do that easily um, whether it just be I was going to watch somebody's video, but yeah, on, on you watch my video. I'll watch your you watch me play that game. That'd be awesome. Watch me do me. Watch me. Ooh, <laughs> watch me. Watch me. Uh, so what is Rocco's Modern Life? What's the plot of this show? It's a show about a wallaby. It is right. It's a wallaby. It's a show about a wallaby <laughs> named Rocco. Uh, it is. And that's a very good voice of him. Does Rocco have a last name? Uh, Rocco uh, Wallaby. I don't think it's no. Wallaby. I don't know that we know his last name. At least I don't know I his last like name off the top of my it head. It comes up at some point, maybe. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. 
So this is Rocco has moved on from Australia. He is an Australian immigrant. Yes. To O-Town. O-Town. Yes. Everything in this entire. O-Town is the. Thematically like, is O. Yeah. Because the oh, yeah, show absolutely. creator um, was uh, said to say that he always really enjoyed that growing up as a kid. Like the. Like whenever the. Yeah. The shtick of like any kind of infomercial would have something O something. Yeah. And that was like always one of his favorite uh, things. And that's why. It's in literally fucking everything, okay. even the name of the town. Like, uh, what's the the name of the conglomerate? Conglomo. Conglomo. Yeah, that's conglomo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wanted another yeah. word after it. But yeah, like so. every, everything has an O yeah, in it. Any absolutely. product that you see that's written on any of the like the cereal boxes mm-hmm. or whatever it may be in this show is always has the O, and that's why it's very thematic with absolutely, that. absolutely. Um, yeah, and he's got uh, this is adventures of him and his friends. Heifer Wolf, mm-hmm. uh, Filbert, and his faithful dog Spunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is uh, known for its adult humor, including some double entendre, and entendre, entendre, innuendo, and satirical social commentary. Uh, those were lines written on the Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> I will credit my sources. Uh, creator Joe Murray is the creator here. Yes. Uh, the The story of Joe Murray is uh, kind of interesting, um, and we won't get into all of it. He's but, not with us anymore. Uh, he is with us. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I was like, he is. <laughs> uh, but this is his first uh, venture into TV, mm-hmm. is Rocco. Uh, he originally was producing indie film uh, when he was trying to... Uh, fund his his indie film venture his third indie film my dog zero uh he was pitching to nickelodeon or to the animation studios i don't think it was necessarily nickelodeon themselves because it was everything it was it was through viacom because cbs viacom is the conglomerate that owns all that shit exactly yeah and uh, he was pitching tv rights to my dog zero what to fund the movie my dog zero uh all through that and then ended up pitching rocco uh instead which is a character that came from an unpublished comic book that he did in the nineties called Travis. I think if I remember right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so ended up doing that instead of the, my dog zero TV show, which I think probably worked out in his favor quite a bit. I would assume so. (laughs) So we had a initial pilot that would come out from that as well. Right. right? So that would have been in 1992. Mm-hmm. It was released on MTV. Yes. And it was pretty limited. It did not have a very large run right. at the time or anything. And it was difficult to get even because whenever I tried to look for this after we were kind of talking yeah. about the series, I could find clips here and there and whatnot. And I had seen that it said that it was published on a VHS or a DVD of something that was like a compilation yes. of MTV. I think stuff. it's online. Well, that's even on like volume two of the Rocco's modern life DVD best of, or something in the bonus features, something crazy like that. But imagine that like, this is a, it's a very true to nature of the show of the episode that in the main series it's based on. Yeah. What's it? uh, Not too much. It's the psychomatic. Yeah. Psychomatic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's very much the same episode. uh, Only Rocco's for some reason, a lot more yellow. He was originally yellow. And I found that kind of odd. The, The only reason it was changed is because the toy company said, we're already selling a character with a yellow, a yellow character. We need to make this a different color. It was the toy company that decided uh, not yellow. I'm assuming that Simpsons. It it didn't say in any of my research, but I'm assuming that makes sense. They had a big yellow creature uh, or yellow character uh, toy line going on with the Simpsons. And they're like, that's going to confuse everything. Let's do this different. And that's why he ended up more beige uh, on there. 
but yeah, the uh, the what we know of the Secomatic that actually released in the season yeah. that we'll get to later uh, is it's just an extended version. I think they edited some around, moved yeah. some pieces, wrote it a little bit longer. Uh, but like you said, fairly true to the yeah uh, to the final product that yeah. we have in the actual main series. Absolutely, now. absolutely. Uh, there was a couple of other things on the when it came to. Uh, Joe Murray. So two months before they started production on uh, Rocco, mm-hmm. uh, his wife committed suicide. Wow. And so he's always had like a real, I guess, obviously a weird feeling about the positiveness and the happiness and success of getting Rocco and his wife passing away yeah. months before, um, which I think is what kind of led him to season three. He started to step back a little bit. Yeah. And then season four, he actually relieved his creative control to, to Stephen Hilberg. That's right. Yeah. Who then became SpongeBob SquarePants creator. Yes. Um, so and that was like basically once Stephen Hilberg had the the reins, that's where you would get basically like 70, 75 percent of the staff that worked on yeah. Rocco under his reign of season four would be the people that like three years later would come up with SpongeBob. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and it seemed like. That was kind of Nickelodeon's venture, I guess, was that Joe Murray stepped back and said, I want you guys to keep going even past season four. He just wanted to step out of it. Yeah. I think with those just weird feelings uh, with the the wife situation um, and the whole plan was for for Steven to continue. That's what he wanted. He wanted Steven yeah. to continue Rocco's Modern Life and they canceled it instead and then ended up. Yeah, not even what you said three years later is. is yeah, so I think this, this ended in 96, right? Six, yeah. yeah, so yeah, 99 is whenever SpongeBob started. Which is, I mean, they probably, I guess, started it probably shortly they after probably canceling. Yeah. Canceling. Because there are actually like uh, pilot episodes that you could see that were test, like test pilot episodes that came out in as early as 1997 of SpongeBob. Really? Of uh, just really rough hand drawn shit, cool. basically, with uh, with Tom Kenny's voice and everything. Okay. Like it was the it was already the same people. Like everybody was already on board as early as '97, huh. leading into this, basically. Cool. So yeah, it was. It seemed like it was just like, hey, whoever wants to come over with this, we got another show that let's we kind of have under yeah. our belt. It was still with Nickelodeon. Uh, let's see what happens. And yeah. like everybody was just like, Tom Kenny was like, no, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that it's not his real speaking voice, right? And. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, Joe Murray went on to do Camp Laszlo mm-hmm. for uh, quite a few seasons. I don't, maybe more than Rocco. I never watched Camp Laszlo. I, I didn't like it as much. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, and then Let's Go Luna. Let's Go Luna is currently airing on PBS Kids. Uh, that's a, a. I think they just did the second season not too long ago. Cool. On that. Uh, so yeah. So he's still working, still doing his thing. Um, and I, he has big plans. It seems like because like I even saw where he was kickstarting like he was trying to do an entire uh cartoon like cartoon network a uh, a cartoon like uh i don't know what you call it a whole slate of cartoons that he was gonna head up through kickstarter and cool. got funded but that was like in 2011 yeah i don't think anything ever came of it uh so, he at least has ideas and shit like that yeah kicking around. he's still and he's he does it like, makes you wonder like Whenever we get to Static Cling, was that all through Steven Hillenberg and, and Ooh, team and know. associated? Because I don't Murray know. If, attached to that's what I was like. I wonder if they gave him any kind of since he's kind of back in the fray of things. If they gave him any kind of like creative control back. Know. But he uh, he's also uh, written two children's books, uh, written and il- illustrated two children's books, and then illustrated two others for two other people. So he's definitely in in the fray of it all. Still, it is Joe Murray. Yeah, is the on Static Cling? Yep. 
And Steve, Steven Hillenburg's not even attached to it at wow. all. Wow. It's uh, based on Rocco's Modern Life by Joe Murray, written by Joe Murray, Mr. Lawrence, and Martin Olson, and directed by Joe Murray as well. Okay. I don't so know Martin he, Olson. He was, Maybe he's he was the whole fray of nice. everything with it. That's cool. really cool. So as we had said, the show ran from September 18th, 1993 to November 24th, 1996 for a total of 52 episodes, along with the special mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling that came out on Netflix August 9th, 2019. Um, I like how they were listed on Wikipedia. It's like 52 episodes, 100 segments. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Uh, and then, yeah, so you can get this on Paramount+. Plus. It's also on that Nick Splat on VRV, right? It's on VRV. And I think you can get the VRV subscription uh, if you if you so They're choose like and do it with, with, with Prime. Okay. Because I know you can get those like baser subscriptions Channels. on there and whatnot Channels. as well. Maybe through Hulu as well, but I know that it listed it on Prime. It says with okay. premium I subscription seen it on Hulu, but it. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can essentially you can buy it digitally on every known yeah. platform. Any major I think as platform. it stands right now, it look like on through like Google TV and movies, it's only like four bucks per season. Yeah. And so it's not too bad. And I think they break them up as half season. Yeah, six like, and six yeah. every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously there were VHS and DVD releases prior to. Right. Um, I think now if you prefer the physical media, you can still get the complete series um, as like a $20 pickup if you're if you're into the, the cool. DVD side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, theme opening credits. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about the the actual opening credits. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of this weird kind of trippy mm-hmm. uh, thing of him getting kind of, he's full grown from the beginning uh, when he's a baby in diapers, he doesn't change yeah. size. <laughs> I did notice that. It's almost like, I don't know if I don't remember if there's anything. It almost seems like the way that they do that. It's almost meant to like, you kind of think like, Oh, it's like, he was like the runt of the litter. He just never grew. Yeah. Like he was always it's just this point. small kind yeah. of a thing. Like he's just the runt of his litter from are, his mom. Or are whatever. wallabies smaller creatures? Yes. Okay. It's like, they're not a kangaroo size. No, it's like a fourth of the size of a kangaroo. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're definitely smaller, but they're all marsupial as well. So yeah. they still have the pouch and everything. Like they're that pouching as well. They're pouching. They pouching. They straight up pouching. Um, I always thought, no, I didn't. I didn't always thought. I never realized that the B-52s had a lot to do with the theme song. Yeah. Um, but not as much to do with the theme song as I thought. Yeah. So uh, the, let's see. I mean, let me tell you things. You already know this probably. So Pat Irwin is who created the theme song. Mm-hmm. Steve's brother. Steve Irwin's <laughs> brother. <laughs> I mean, it's Australian, right? So it all yeah. works. Uh, <laughs> who was in the B-52s at the time but isn't like an original member right. uh, of it. And so he wrote the theme song. Uh, and, and then there was a, there's three versions of the theme song. There's the Steve or the, the Steve, Irwin, <laughs> the Pat Irwin original version. There's a remixed version. That's just kind of, they just mix it or mix it a little yeah. bit differently. And then the third version does have Kate Pearson and Fred Schneider from the B 52s in it. Yeah. And that's probably the one that we all remember more. Is, the third version actually ends up on an anthology uh, thing from the B fifty two on and on. Really, something. I saw it. It was like released in like two thousand seven, and it's on like it's like a four disc collection. <laughs> it's on like the second or third disc or something. Whenever I was researching this more in depth, yeah, and I was just like, holy shit, they even put this out somewhere for that third version that has the band. In yeah, it. I was just like, that's fucking nuts to that's me. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so what I didn't realize though is that originally Joe Murray wanted Paul Sumeras to write it, who did all the music for My Dog Zero. So, um, so the guy who was doing gotcha. his indie film, he wanted in there, but the studio said, 
no, he's he's new. We don't we want somebody more experienced. And so I guess Joe Joe Murray was like, well, if you want somebody real experienced, I want Danny Elfman. Yeah. And he asked for Danny Elfman and and <laughs> who who declined only because he was busy at the time, yeah. I guess. Uh, and so they ended up. It with, just seems like Danny Elfman is really almost down to do whatever, though. Honestly, yeah, as long as he's like not busy, it legitimately seem seems thing. like he's just whatever. Yeah. Like only recently he released that solo album yes. of his. He was just like, I'm not busy enough right now that I can release this and yeah. do this just in my own free time because yeah. I've had it working and kicking. Exactly. You know I mean, he just seems like a, a genuinely easygoing kind of guy. He's not like snooty or anything. No, it's not too good for any yeah. certain project. Um, let's see. I had I had a couple of thoughts or uh, a fact. Give me your thoughties. Uh, we talked about Rocco being yellow. Um, he was. The, he is yeller. <laughs> he was yellow. Yellow belly. Uh, but then also, should I, we do the the picture format that was released in 480? What? <laughs> in, I was scrolling through the Wikipedia. Oh. It says released original network Nickelodeon. The picture oh. format 480i, oh, four by three standard definition. <laughs> Uh, just overall thoughts on on everything as we're going through it. I really like how throughout every episode, it's almost the plots are so basic. Yes, uh, just kind of in a in an appreciation of it, and it's just the characters that take it into these wild scenarios. It's mm-hmm. Rocco needs to mop his floor, and then things go crazy, or mm-hmm. he needs to go to the grocery store, or like it's the stupidest like it, plots. It, it is literally like somebody went to like. Like I could imagine Joe Murray just being like, "Hey, it's like we're at improv class. Yes, somebody yeah. give me a scene, absolutely, and then we'll just figure out where the fuck everything goes wrong, <laughs> and that's where we'll start writing." Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, Rocco needs to mop his floor. Now Spunky is in love with mop, <laughs> and now it turns into a weird fucking goose chase of trying to get a mop from Spunky. Yes, exactly. Because he wants to make love to the mop. Y- yes. Not it's- not just like I'm like he's emotionally attached yes. and in love and wants to have sex even with yeah. this thing. Yeah, and then ends up with the fire hydrant, I guess, at the end. Yes. Um, and then the other thing that I noticed is that no one gets introduced in Rocco. Absolutely not. You are assumed to know everyone from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like You know these, who Rocco is. Yeah. You know who Filbert is, or yeah. not Filbert. You know who, Heather you get introduced Filbert. to Filbert. Kind of, but not even, though. No, not a proper introduction, but no. I mean, he works at the comic book store, so you just, that's where you get it. Yes. You watch the, you... You you turn the page and then you wash your hands. Yes. And then you turn the page and then you wash your hands. Yes. But that's that's the introduction we get. And then from then on, he's just like, oh yeah, he's he's my second best friend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Though when they're at the grocery store, he doesn't know him at all. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Continuity. So so weird. Uh, but yeah, I that is just like the same thing. Like you think about the same kind of continuity that you get from a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. I mean. You don't know who Bugs Bunny is whenever you're introduced to Bugs Bunny. That's true. That's a good point. You don't point. get a proper introduction to Elmer Fudd. Not only that, they've met each other multiple times at, you know, 13 episodes yeah. into the series and he's chasing this rabbit. Yeah. And he doesn't have like a vengeful vendetta until Bugs Bunny does something new to him at yes. the beginning of the episode it's or something restart like that. Yeah. Every single every single time is like a restart for but some with, reason. But with Rocco, like these people have known each other for years before you even get involved in their life. Like, mm-hmm. And I liked that. I liked that yeah. you, that was a pretty cool uh, thought on there. Uh, should we go through the cast? Absolutely. Let's, let's see who we let's got. go through the cast. As we go through the cast, you do the voice of the character. I'll do the voice of the Why character. Why do you make me do this? Cause it's fun to do <laughs> for who <laughs> both of us. 
And the people listening, they want to hear you be Stewie seven times while you try to be somebody. No. I don't know if I will do this, but okay, okay. I'll do it. So we've got uh, Carlos Alazarqui. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce. Let's, his last let's name just either. spell it because that's that's uh, appropriate. A L A famous famous voice actor. Now, yes. I think this is really what kickstarted his career. Yes. But then he was in uh, Reno nine one one. Reno nine one one. The state before that. That's kind of what kickstarted state. Reno nine one one. Yeah, it, it was. It's like another cop drama that started before Reno started. Never even heard of it. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Carlos A L A Z A or no, dang it, A L A Z R A Q U I is how you spell. Uh, but he plays Rocco, as we know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spunky, additional voices. Can you do Spunky's voice? Uh, that's good. And then here we go. Here's some names: Leon Chameleon. Leon. Uh, so that's that's (laughs) one of your names. Uh, Gordon Squirmy the Worm, Squirmy the Ringworm, Beaver Policeman, Earl Dog Farmer. And Beaver policeman, are those the EMTs as well? Uh, we'll find out. I don't know. <laughs> is and this all Carlos that does the voices Carlos, for all of them? Carlos does all of those. Uh, and then you have Tom Kenny, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Tom Kenny does Heifer Wolf. Mm-hmm. He does additional voices. He does yeah. Chuck Chameleon. So it's he, Leon uh, and Chuck. So it is the two main characters, basically, of the show doing the voices of the chameleons also. Yes. The, the brothers. Yeah. So then uh, like, he's the voice I know for the TV announcers and stuff as well, because yeah. it's very much the same TV announcer voice that you get later in the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. So you get uh, Mr. Smitty, Fran, the newscaster, really, really big man, Bloaty the Tick, Flecko, Dad. I'm sure there's many more, but that's where this kind of cuts off. Yeah, Tom Kenny is a fucking legend. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Carlos is as yeah. well now. I'm just saying, like, Tom Kenny can do so many different voices. It's nuts. Yes. Uh, and then you have Ralph Adler, mm-hmm. or no, Charlie Adler. Charlie Adler? It is Charlie Adler. But is Charlie Adler? No, that's Chris Adler. Chris it's... Adler is the guy from Lamb of God. God. Drummer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie <Not> Adler <laughs> uh, is Ed Bighead. Yeah. Uh, additional voices. Bev Bighead. So he does both uh, Ed and Bev. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, George Wolf, Mr. Dupet, Grandpa Wolf, Larry, Lady Hippo. That's her name, her mm-hmm. actual character name. Is Lady Hippo? Lady Hippo. Lady yeah. And I, would, I guess I'll I, call her lady from now. I called her Mrs. Hippo. Uh, I didn't know. I just said hip, I wrote hippo lady in my notes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Fathead and Mrs. Fathead of the Fatheads. Yeah. Uh, and then Mr. Lawrence, of course. Maybe that's the theme song we should do for this instead is the Fatheads <laughs> uh, rendition. The boom, 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 boom. And then Mr. Lawrence does Filbert Turtle, additional voices. I don't know why they do additional voices first. Because there's so many. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Filbert again. Uh, Peter Wolf, Filbert Shellbach. <laughs> it's in three times. It's Peter Wolf. Is that the emo brother guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peter's the brother. Uh, Big Biff Benderhaus. <laughs> Who is Big Biff Benderhaus? <laughs> uh, biker, Bulldog, Chip, and Customer. I know what Bulldog they're yes. talking about. That guy's not great. And then you have that's li- technically the very first episode, is it? Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure the the second that segment of the episode with the bulldog, the trash garbage day. Oh, okay, yeah, yes. Uh, Linda Wallum is Doctor Paula Hutchinson. <laughs> uh, Virginia Wolf, the other the sister. Yeah. Uh, additional voices: Cindy Wolf, the mom; Crazy Aunt Gretchen, or is Virginia Wolf the mom and Cindy Wolf is the sister? Virginia is the mom. Yeah. I think so. Cindy's the sister. Yes. Crazy Aunt Gretchen, little kid, Rocco's car. Tammy the pig. Rocco's car. Yeah. When like yeah. Rocco's car gets sick, I think, and stuff. I thought, oh, maybe. okay. I was um, like, I don't remember anything where a car talks. Tammy the pig, Alicia, and probably more. 
then you have then we're getting into some not as uh not as frequent so like, really really big man alisa uh, wilson is uh singer flowers Luis and sheila for six episodes joe murray is ralph bighead as well as bunny self and smart boy do we see this is off topic a little bit uh-huh. do we see filbert really much in static cling i feel like filbert's in there but do we see the kids i i feel like they're addressed at some point i didn't remember they have like a whole litter right yeah because there was like three that look like filbert three that look like her and then one that looks like heifer somehow <laughs> like it's like a little miniature heifer yeah i, I feel which like... is just odd because that means like because she's like a cat and you know cats can get pregnant by multiple male yeah. cats so it's almost like like heifer had, had sex little... with her too so i uh, like not butch that nod that in there a little bit <laughs> i might be getting it mixed up with because i feel like it's addressed at some point in the at least rocco's modern afterlife yeah um so but i might be i couldn't remember if they, you see them at some point in time yeah i'm not in I'm, there i can't it's been a bit since i've watched it at uh, least 2019 so then other <laughs> other people who were in the show mm-hmm. uh we won't go through all their characters because they're just kind of uh hit and miss but uh in just two or less episodes we have damarera we have charlotte booker we have quinn kit kitmito jennifer l hughes quinn kitmito that sounds like a character name from star wars it might be mm-hmm. uh, a bounty hunter. It's a real life person that was yeah. in real life Star Wars. He's a real life bounty hunter. Um, but Sarah voice Frost. Side. Uh, Richard Simmons. Nice. Was did a, the voice for the Richard Simmons I character? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember they did like a sweat in the oldies yeah. thing where he was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, it's just credited as aerobics instructor. But yeah, I, cool. guess, I guess that is Richard Simmons. I did not realize that. Neither. Stuart Goats, uh, Les Brown Jr., Jill Talley. Billy West is the TV announcer. Uh, oh, so that, that makes sense. And then he's yeah. probably the one that does the suck. Oh, Matic. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's the, and only on one episode. So that's probably the probably that one. <laughs> <laughs> Though they're buying stuff off the TV always. Absolutely. <laughs> you could tell that was the era. <laughs> that's what I meant. Like that's Joe Murray is like he said, that's why O-Town, like everything was like completely staped, like off of the fact that he loved those infomercials when yes. he was growing up. Uh, James Bailey, uh, Elizabeth Daly, Kevin Meany. I, I feel like I know that name. Uh, David, You're a Kevin Meany. David Pritchard and Carol Wyatt are our entire cast for this show. Let's give a big hand to all of the cast. Yes. Thank you uh, for making our childhoods awesome. Exactly. So now what's the, what age were you whenever you started watching this? Would it? Uh, you, did you watch it like in 94? I know what my I first episode so. was that I saw, too. I don't know that much, but I, I remember the so. very first episode I saw, too, was Suckomatic. OK. I would I would think yes because I remember watching that that whole block of what were we talking we're talking about because this is the fourth Nicktoon uh, of existence there were uh, was it Rugrats Doug Ren and Stimpy and is that the lineup that, yeah that's that block it's is it, because it wasn't until after Rocco was done whenever they Doug was still on but that would have picked up like Hey Arnold at that point in time yeah. in like 96 yeah Harold was post Harold uh I was gonna say Rocket Power but that's more like 2000 2001 so that would have been I like earlier than that Rocket really Power. yeah because I remember watching that one as a as a smaller child not a I could have swore that that was more like that is like around the late 90s early 2000s whenever uh spongebob started right on that block i think it's it's pre-spongebob for sure but i couldn't tell you when um yeah so i think it's those four if i'm not missing anything is is definitely Ren and our real monsters our real monsters post is it past not not post but probably but after launch okay after real after initial release so yeah it must be doug 
Doug Rugrats. Yeah, Ren and definitely and- Rugrats, Ren Stimphy, and that. I didn't know about Doug. I couldn't I remember so. when it started. Yeah, I that feel seems like, right though. Yeah. Um. So the, then this is the fourth one. So the other three are going. This one picks up. When did Angry um, Beavers start? Angry Beavers is that like a 98, 99, something like that. 96? Really? I think I might be off. I feel like Angry was Angry. Well, obviously that started. That the Angry Manger Beavers, the one that was Daggett, was that kind of cemented that guy's start yeah. of his voice career. Though I don't know who it is. I, I can't tell. think of his name. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Cemented his career, but we don't. Well, I meant like because he went on, like he did that voice. He did Zim's voice from oh, yeah, Vader Zim right. and lots of other voices from there. He's the voice for uh, Rasputin on uh, uh, Psychonauts. Oh, uh, the okay. video game yeah, yeah. series. And, and then now I can say series because there's a sequel. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, he's got a ton of voice acting, but I think his started around that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so so moving forward, we know that we've had we already discussed that there's there's three comic book series that have happened. We've got the special um, and two, I guess, post Rocco cancellation. We've had two comic book series, the yeah. both of them by Boom Studios. And we've had the the Netflix special Who owns Boom. Boom is, is it boom. still just independent? Yeah, it's an entity book. Yeah, I didn't know yep. if it was like, like maybe Nickelodeon as an entity owns. Boom. Oh no, it seemed like a lot of Nick Nicktoon stuff was under Boom. They for licensed. Uh, I think they got the license for like Rugrats. They did as well. I think maybe just those two. But did you watch the new Rugrats at all? I did. I was. I did not like it. I, I want to like it. I want to watch it, but I. I just can't. I thought about trying to watch some of it too. While I've got Paramount for a small child might like, like it, and you might get into it if a small child likes it, but. I had watched it by myself and as an as an adult, uh I didn't get into it super well. I have a small child. I know. That's why I was thinking maybe you could you could do this. But what do you what do you want? Because I and as far as I can tell, there's no future plans. There's nothing. Right. What would you what could you envision? I've got I know I've got my ideas of what I think they could do with this franchise moving forward. Uh but um I, I thoroughly enjoyed Static Cling. I liked the bringing it to more of a modern light with the, you know, the cell phone era, Starbucks on every corner yes. kind of a thing. And that kind of like this is the Internet age uh, of of Rocco and kind of bringing that about. Um, I think it would be kind of cool if they tried to do something because I guess Netflix, you know, maybe maybe they have a deal with Netflix. Of some they at, kind, least had, at least they had a with I that. Mean, anyway. They had a good experience as far as that and the Invader Zim. Special, if they wanted so. to do something, maybe even just like a little small mini series or something like mm-hmm. that, maybe they could explore some of the content that we have from some of these comics, too. Yeah. I mean, there's there's stuff written there that not a lot of your mainstream audience that consumed Rocco back in the day might not, like yeah. us, you know, want to read or catch yeah, up you, on. You've got to they think... could do an afterlife kind of like a mini series type yeah, thing true. or something or just a movie that's kind of based around the main central plot points of that series. I always want to see new because I am the consumer of that content. Yeah. But you're right is that you you're already there's a small population of Rocco fans and then you cut it even further into comic book fans yeah. that are also Rocco fans. And it's it's a really small niche market uh, yeah. there. So you could replicate that. Um, I think, you know, they could do a special every couple of years. Give me a give yeah. me a, a TV special a, an hour or 90 minutes or whatever that was. I don't even think that I'm was cool with it. I mean, I it, they could just keep doing the same thing that they did continuity wise whenever we were having like the discussion earlier, yeah. just to have a central focal point, And then it just kind of escalates from there. Our central focal point was him coming into a more modern day reality yeah. and coming to terms with what we've kind of missed between 1996 mm-hmm. and then 2019. Now he's steeped in this world. So maybe he has more 
modern problems or something like that that well, they can kind of harken on then talk about and kind of what i had thought was uh i the comic book series can keep on coming like do sure. that every so often like give me that give me an ongoing i don't care i i, I think they they seem like we discussed the plots are basic life functions yeah. that just get messed up like so so that part's there for sure uh, but then also going into i was thinking about how they could spin it off you know we've got you had a girl meets world was a boy meets world. You had a fuller house that was a full house. You've got the new Rugrat. You know, you've got ways to reboot and pass along lineage wise. Uh, and I, was I don't thinking think about, I would want to see Rocco in any other type of visual media format other than the one that it's already in now. Not like the 2D not like, animation. Not, you not, don't not see. That, I don't want to see a 3D weird crippling <laughs> of Rocco. I mean, it might look cool, but at the same time, I'm just like, right? Yeah. I mean, it well, might it might do well. Rugrats is obviously not anywhere close to the same vein of writing no. that we would get from this no more mature tones with yeah. that might might play better there was a there was a, a pretty big focus on adult audience uh with Rocco. uh but i i was thinking about well they don't really have kids and i don't we don't have any we don't have any buy-in to uh filbert and dr hutchinson's kids like right. there's no there's no real pull to that but we could have a rachel's modern life and have rachel bighead be our focal point and, yeah and have that and have all of these characters and O Town and the city that she had moved from because she lived in the like Hollywood kind of yeah. area and then it came back to O Town. So having a Rachel's modern life was like, oh, that would you could do that and you could pull that off. Whether spin it, was it from book. that perspective and yeah. do it that way, absolutely yeah. would be would be interesting. Um, that's the only that's all I got because that was like that was the best idea. And otherwise, it was like give me more specials and comic book series, please. Yeah. I think. The more realistic thing would probably be just the specials. Yeah. From this point, I think that that's that seems more like Joe Murray's more centered in a lot mm-hmm. of other projects, the things that he's working on now, sure, probably yeah. other ideas, and that was probably a really cool come like full circle return type of again. a thing. So maybe that's something that Visit he just does friends. like every two to three years. Yeah. You know, he gets to you come back in. and he's just like, hey. What's going on over here now? Oh, shit. Conglomerate's like taking over the world. And now yeah. Rocco and Heifer and Filbert are the only three people that can stop them from taking over everything. Well, it's always been, as as the, the Wikipedia said, it's a social commentary. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's whatever's going on currently. So there is crazy Amazon yeah. stuff going on and you could totally mm-hmm. conglomo Amazon like mm-hmm. and you can you can kind of poke at that or you Ooh, could. What if what if Rocco did their thing, a uh, spoof on COVID? Or you could. I don't know if we should spoof COVID. <laughs> a pan- pandemic special. <laughs> I mean, I, South Park obviously can get away with it multiple yeah. times, but I don't know if Rocco. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that either. Yeah, what's our sign off here? Uh, our sign off here. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have one. Do we like that? Was a hoot. No. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Oh, okay. that's how it starts. We don't end it that way. We, we have say, to. We have to say something different. We say podcast day is a very dangerous day. Podcast day is a very dangerous day. This has been an IFNZ production. Yeah.